hey everybody bad news not only is your boy john hastings off this week just doing some personal stuff but your other boy dylan got uh forgot to turn his zoom mic on and recorded the entire episode you guess it off the webcam mic so you're gonna hear some fun stuff such as me or sorry my wife opening a door and then realizing i'm recording and quietly shutting the door you're gonna hear some uh, noise machine because my son was trying to sleep oh buddy what an episode this is and the shitty part is it's one of my the shitty part is that it really does take away from the fact this is a great episode with a really funny guy uh at the zoobs on twitter so please listen to wrestling brain where they do not have audio issues Thanks so much for listening, and we'll be back next week. We're talking about Trish Stratus, and I'll also check that I'm recording through my microphone. Cheers. Jump, jump. It's the wrestling review, y'all. Jump, the wrestling review. Jump, with my boy John Hastings. John Hastings up in his bitch. And that new Dylan got bro. Dylan got, so what you got? You know what it is. Come on. Ladies and gentlemen, John Hastings couldn't make it this week, so in his stead, a man who looks more like me than my son does, <laughs> Big Glenn Zuber. That's what he calls himself. Big Glenn, he's an AEW wrestler, he's all the way up to five foot nine, and he's Big Glenn. Finisher is the big boot, steps over the rope. They have to really push it down for him, but he does. This is at the Zoobs on Twitter. Very, very funny man. Uh, you're host of The Parlay as well. The Parlay. Sports yeah, I, I, do, I do some work with, with The Parlay. Freelance work. Yep. Big into gambling. Big into gambling. Also a co-host of the Wrestling Brain podcast or Wrestling Brain. And is that that is at Wrestling Brain on Twitter? Yeah, there's an underscore in between. We didn't get in. Some guy who's at, an actual wrestling coach got in beforehand. Like, Are you serious? Am, yeah, an amateur. An amateur. Yeah, a wrestling. You know, you know the, no, no, the, no. the, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, the real bitch wrestling losers yeah loser wrestling <laughs> people who could like actually beat you up and probably have a diet plan yeah mma fighters who can't strike yeah exactly those pussies <laughs> not like us you know, yeah a guy just grinds your fucking face into the dirt and you're like but you can't strike I can, yeah. i'm a striker that's the the only reason this happened is because i am a striker yeah we go queensberry rules and you're in trouble <laughs> I'll fucking hit you with two punches and a kick same time. I call that the Triforce. Three points of contact. You're dead. So, uh, but yeah, and uh, you guys, what you do is live the wrestling part of it, which is wrestling's so creepy. It's like if you only like wrestling, you, you if you like wrestling, you only like wrestling, and you can have come from so many different areas. But uh, you guys do uh, after show for AEW Dynamite, and uh, it's fantastic. I've done it a, a bunch, and you guys are great. This week we're talking about. Hector Guerrero, maybe he's the Bruce Hart of the Guerrero family. <laughs> I uh, just fucking yeah. just butter, baby. He's good, but no one would ever ask. Yeah, it's uh, one of those things. When you pitched me this show, I was like, "Oh, Guerrero, a legend." You ha- you have to say mm-hmm. no matter how good. Chavo, a, a Chavo legend. Junior, a legend. Eddie, absolutely Hector. not. No. Uh, not a legend, I would say Hector Guerrero, but uh, but has his place, has his place in wrestling history, as we will get into. But uh, yeah, Hector Guerrero, what a great what a great read this was. To be honest with you, I was really entertained. Oh yes, this is the fun part where I don't think we've ever done a full. I'm just like, hey, Christopher Hobson did all this research. 
Which is very funny because the research is clearly written to me and John, where there's a lot of like, yeah, this guy didn't fucking sexually assault anybody, so I don't know what the fuck we're going to talk about this week. It was pretty much like, after Mike Graham, Mike Graham was last week, which is like, Mike Graham was basically beaten from childhood until puberty, and then he was expected to start beating people up, which he did. He immediately started, he really was Bane. He (laughs) just started fucking people up. And just, and then his dad died, and of course, did you ever hear how Mike Graham committed suicide? I didn't. I'm I'm, I'm pins and needles right now. Ooh, buddy. Shot himself in his son's wrestling boots. That's a... That's not good. (laughs) That's a tough act to follow. Hector Guerrero just seems to And how do we follow? Yeah, Hector Guerrero, here's what he did. Yeah, with his son's wrestling boots, he had them bronzed. Yeah. (laughs) He works with children. This is my favorite thing about Hector Guerrero. Everyone's like... Fucking gobbledygooker was such a travesty. Hector Guerrero was amazing. And then you look into it, and he's like, no, I wanted to... He basically wanted to be like a... Ch- correct. He did not want to be a wrestler. It's just like he yeah, fell into so it. The beginning of the story is like... It sounds like a Disney movie where his dad is the like the most famous wrestler you can be. Mm-hmm. And he was like, I want to play trumpet in the school band. <laughs> I was like, no. Fuck you, bitch. Yeah. Every one of my sons will be a wrestler. And then just like, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Get out there. Eat a burrito, sloppy, because these fucking rednecks are going to boo you. It's supposed to end with Hector does the pian- that does the trumpet recital and his dad is there angrily, but is like so moved by the trumpet yeah, yeah, yeah. that he's like... Chase your dreams, son. And that is not what happened. That is not no. <laughs> what it's like to be in the Guerrero family. Yeah. It reminds me of comedian Eddie DeLiseppe, who years of asking his father to come to a baseball game. Eddie was nine. And his dad came, finally came to a baseball game. And uh, Eddie struck out. And his dad called him to the cage. And Eddie was a Disney movie, some fatherly advice. But instead his dad said, can I leave now? <laughs> <laughs> and then Eddie was like, I guess. And his dad fucking left and Eddie took the bus home. Now that's uh, fucking – the fact that he didn't become a luchador is insane to me. Yeah, that's a myth. Or, or like uh, out of spite become a, a great baseball player. But I guess that's just not how it works. Yeah, they also don't tell the stories of those guys who try really hard but then you just fucking shit. Yeah. Well, this is sort of the this is sort of the reverse of that. Uh, He's just good, and the other thing about Hector Guerrero is I wasn't prepared for how much this man looks like Eddie Guerrero. Yeah. Like, it is fucking crazy. It's a lot of Eddie Guerrero. It's Uh, like, it's insane, and also just like, it made me think of the Gobbledygooker debut, which is obviously the meat and potatoes of this episode. John originally wanted to do this episode and just talk about the Gobbledygooker for an hour, which is a lot like when we talked about Reno from the Natural Born Thrillers, where <laughs> sounds fun in practice, but then you get 20 minutes in, and you're like, unless we start talking about what we think this could be, we're fucked. Yeah. Um, <laughs> maybe, maybe he ate more carbs than we think. It was dumb. Anyway, what else do we have? <laughs> <laughs> but, like, so tonight we're recording this on a Wednesday, and Tony Khan has, like, teased a huge debut in AEW. And I just kept thinking how much easier it is to debut someone now than back then. Because back then they debut the gobbledygooker. Everyone boos because they think it was Ric Flair. They're doing this big buildup. We're going to have a huge, um, like, a huge debut. Comes out of the egg. What's in the egg? And people thought Rick. The fucked up thing is, people thought Rick Flair. That's how they thought they debut Rick fucking Flair. Come, he's a he's in a fucking egg. He's in. 
And then as if that would have been like, great job. Like no one would have seen a problem with them debuting Ric Flair coming out of a fucking egg. Anytime I crack an egg, I'm like, is Ric Flair in this egg? Because that would be amazing. I mean, logically, it could be, right? That's the think about it. Think about the whole picture. Yeah. I cracked an egg open and it called me a fag and then showed me its dick. Is Ric Flair in that egg? Ric Flair, by the way, we're still doing a countdown for when that guy gets canceled. It's going to be good. They tr- man, if he, sur- he survives the dark side of the ring and he was just like, whoopsie doodles. There was like a full day where everyone was like, man, I don't fuck with Ric Flair. That's That shit's – Oh, dude, should, and the statement he, he put out was like – The next day it was like, like woo. wanted to see my fucking dick. Like, and everyone was like, I guess she did. Well, I mean she says her life is ruined, but – you said you do that all the time, so it's hard. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty good points on both sides. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The only thing, the only thing I don't know how he could have, unless he was like, uh, my official comment is all the racial slurs I know. Like that, I guess, would have done bad, but it just even that it would have been it would have been lim- it would have been limited time, uh, limited time trouble. He would have come. He would have bounced back. He's a nature boy. It's just sort of the way it works with him. Those, those are the rules he's always played with somehow. It's a weird thing about being canceled where it's like some people are – you're just ready to fucking pounce on them and other people, they're like, no. Wrestling's a weird world too, right? Because like I'm sure you've talked about this. Like there's no reason that Vince McMahon should be allowed to like walk around in public. It's just like there's he's been he's done so many terrible things, but because he is so over the top terrible also on screen at one point in our minds, we're like, well, that's – Classic Vince. It's like he's really committed some atrocities. Uh, I guess I guess they're not the right ones, though. The Saudi one is nuts. The fact that they're but, just like, yeah. oh, they killed that dude? That sucks. They got $50 million that says hello. So, <laughs> And then didn't the first one they have like a Jewish guy come out there and they like made light of like a huge, obviously horrible conflict in that region and then – Basically, the Saudi government was like, never do that again. I mean, that's sort of the gig. That's sort of what, once again, that's sort of what this whole thing is for them. Uh, I'm amazed. That's what wrestling is. Like, wrestling for so long. Like, you look at Hector Guerrero, and it's like he he was like, I'd actually like to work with special needs kids. And like, wow, that's really touching, Hector. Put on this bandolier, and uh, you steal. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? And like, and the fact that like every part of Hector Guerrero... Like he says, like oh, he he wasn't even a luchador. He just had to be when he came over. Yeah. So it's this like is the, the Hector yeah. Guerrero story is, is littered with like he describes himself as this. However, <laughs> once anybody else had say in what he was doing, uh, he did the exact opposite. Like he's he he doesn't really want to be a high flower. He wants to work an amateur style. Um, and he goes Which to America. Like, if you watch, there's a grudge match against against Lothario. It's like half an hour long, and it's like. When I'm really pissed off at someone, I also go for a um, amateur ride for five minutes where I just try and get head positioning so I can pin his shoulders to the mat and then rub his face in the mat. And that's it. asserting dominance in his own in his own language. Uh, but that was just sort of what they wanted. And uh, just like just like playing trumpet. Right. If, if he could just play trumpet and work amateur style, there's no complaints from Hector Guerrero in life. However, he has to work luchador style, and he has to be a wrestler. So life is tough. And he's good. And, like, if you look at him in WCW later, WCW, it's like he's one of the few wrestlers I've ever seen from that era where he's 43. First of all, 43 is now nothing. Like Nothing. Vince McMahon used to, like, 
try and kill people. When the Gobbledygooker debuted, how old is Roddy Piper? How old is Roddy Piper? Because he's decided, he's like, you're too fucking old. And he puts him on commentary, which is the same reason, obviously, Macho Man leaves. But um, when, he debu- when he debuts the Gobbledygooker, um, Piper's on commentary, and now Brock Lesnar is 44? And he's the yeah. future of the company still? It was, it was 1990, you said it was? from the yeah. 1990s? So he was 46? Piper was 46? <coughs> yeah. Well, I mean, well, how as you said. Styles now? Yeah. And Edge is he's, like... He's four years, four years younger than Edge currently is. If that helps you. That's fucking crazy. But like, this is obviously Roddy Piper off steroids, which is Vince McMahon's real problem. And there's no place for... And Hector Guerrero says this himself, but there's no place for a 200-pound man in 1990 wrestling. Right. Bret Hart, Bret Hart is, is, has not yet uh, sort of smashed through that. Well, not that he was 200 pounds, but sort of he makes that – the steroid trials go on and then Bret Hart for the early 90s sort of really ascends. And they're like, oh, maybe guys who can wrestle without being insanely gassed up need to carry us for a little bit here. But this is the interesting thing about Bret Hart that no one – I don't see. But like that isn't touched on is like if you look at Bret Hart and you look at how big that man is during that era, he's like all back. Like if you put Bret Hart now, he's powerhouse hops. Like yeah. That's how big he is comparatively. Right. Like Wardlow's finisher is power bombs until the guy dies and he's yes. probably 6'2". Right. Like just wrestling was just so different than where – and the fact that everyone shits on NXT, for me, I'm like, oh, I totally understand why they're doing this because there has to be a differentiate. There has to be a difference between like WWE and the indies and by extension that AEW style. Right. And that's such a good idea to do where it's like our guys are all jacked and like clearly the NCAA everyone thought was obviously would like to be legitimate rather than be a fake wrestler, obviously. But that NCAA style transitioning to the ufc you clearly just don't make as much money as you would just like merch i guarantee like the miz makes more money in merch than in one year than any ufc heavyweight champion or champion has ever made other than conor mcgregor in just probably true yeah yeah that's 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 almost certainly true but when we're talking about hector guerrero this is my favorite thing because uh you said the trumpet thing it even gets funnier so hector guerrero here are the jobs he really just did not want to be a wrestler. He was a photographer, um, which he liked. <laughs> Didn't take. <laughs> then he wanted to become a marine biologist. What family wouldn't want their son to become a marine biologist? They're like, fuck you. He signed up for the Navy. <laughs> also, fuck you. He was a... Uh, <laughs> You're bringing shame to our family with this science and service for your country. You are exactly. wrestling. <laughs> And this is the other thing. He, um, Eddie Guerrero, religious man, Hector Guerrero said he actively hates religion. But, yeah. What an interesting man this guy is. He, I mean, listen, uh, you strip away the eventually being a wrestler and being in a wrestling family. Mm-hmm. This is just like an art school student. Right? He just wants to be an art school student more than anything in the world. Like, <laughs> as the wanderlust. He wanted to dance. He, he has the, <laughs> maybe I'll join the Navy. Maybe I'll play trumpet. Maybe I'll, anything... But taking over dad's business, this is like, it's, it's, give me the HBO reboot of this. This is perfect. Keep in mind during this point, dad's business is avoiding being stabbed by hillbillies. <laughs> yes, right. He just doesn't want to be stabbed. And his dad's like, I don't have to tell you, man, you're going to be stabbed. Like that's, the family trade is. If you're good at this. Avoiding racism and being stabbed, you're gonna get stabbed. And you're no better than us. 
Yeah. Uh, if you see anyone peeing on a knife, run. Yeah. Like, he starts <laughs> in. Listen, uh, that's good advice. Say what you will. <laughs> <laughs> he starts in 1973, and this is the crazy thing: is um, his influences in wrestling. Obviously, he's trained by his father, Gory Guerrero. And um, here's some fun stuff. He's basically trained. He met Luthez at the age of 15, and he said that was a tremendous influence. And uh, Red Bastine, Gene LaBelle, Dory Funk Jr., and Terry Funk. Guessing that he started wrestling at the age of 19. Now, what better? I think also there's there's something to be said of, obviously, racism and wrestling kind of go hand in hand. Wink. Absolutely. And uh, there's something to be said about, like, 200 pounds or not, if this dude's white, he's much better booked and much more successful. <laughs> because, like, you look at, dude, Jim Cornette every single week would just be shooting big loads over how good this guy was. Yeah. Because, like, he doesn't hit the ropes ever. Right. He does. And his wrestling style, when he comes to America, is so much like, oh, I guess I got to do this now. Because it's like he does all these like waist locks and like really grinds in that amateur style. And then he's like in a fucking head scissors because you guys are pieces of shit. Like, yeah, it's, I, yeah. I think that's the beautiful irony of it, right? Is it is all intents and purposes. You look at it like he it seems like he was good at this n- sort of no matter what. And uh, that's probably part of why the dad pushes so hard. He's just like, you you don't have a choice. You can you can be shitty at trumpet, but like you're going to be a good wrestler against your will. You, you almost see him like. Orange Cassidy asks, like, fuming with his arms folded. <laughs> and the guy runs at him. <laughs> Fine. And just, like, they whips out the head scissors, whips out the... Yeah, like, I, love, I love the disdain for the natural gifts. I really I really appreciate that about him because everybody else in the family, you know, you sort of didn't have a choice. Oh, yeah. He's very much echoes of, like, Owen Hart, weirdly, where it's like he's very good at wrestling, but seemingly is like, yeah, this is just the thing I do because my family told me to. Yeah, it's almost like it's stupid that I'm good at wrestling and it's dumb that you guys like. Yeah, where he's like, he <laughs> likes wrestling, but he likes wrestling like he he wouldn't do what you have to do now to be successful in wrestling. He wouldn't be like, I'm sleeping in a car. He'd be like, I know way too much about dolphins to be sleeping in a car. I'll just. Um, yeah, it's interesting sort of the, the estimation that he started at 19. It's like that's. That's that's late for yeah I I feel like for Guerrero like that seems like that's four or five years later than yeah. I'm sure he did most of them every started every fucking thing possible <laughs> like the fact that he wanted to be a marine biologist at like sixteen yeah who wants that everyone's like the, I, I still got an outside shot of like being big on TikTok or something at sixteen not like all <laughs> yeah. fucking no whales my crazy dad blog. Exactly. My fucking <laughs> shitty, crazy, loser fucking dad. Can you imagine that? A bunch that? of that. <laughs> bunch of get a load of this guy. Um, no, I, I understand. It, it's it's funny though. Like the meeting Luthez at 15 was sort of like – Reed does a very clear like, huh? Like Luthez, big deal. And he's just like anything but this. Please, I'll join the <laughs> Navy. I'll do anything. <laughs> yeah, and Luthez meets him and he's like, you understand you're evil, right? He's like, what? And he's like, your skin, it's bad. And he's like, all right, Lou, you've said enough. And he's like, waist lock, and then leave the country. What? <laughs> you don't belong here. I was born here. Mm, no, you weren't. I say no. That's a that's a that's a jobber's passport or whatever. Anyway, like every guy who's just good at wrestling, he just in the late seventies starts touring New Japan, going in and out of 
basically working every single territory. Like, yeah, it must have been so. Do you think it's better to be an independent wrestler now because there's more? I would say I'm, I'm viewing the territories as also just being an independent wrestler. Is it better to be yeah. an independent wrestler now or then? Because then you seemingly you work in anonymity. Like you can get a ton of paychecks, but you have anonymity versus now where it's like literally everything means something because of social media. Yeah, I was thinking about that as I read this. And I think it's interesting that we're back in sort of a similar era to this pretty closely, I think, where like I read I read sort of this list here. He goes NWA, all the different NWA. He goes to New Japan. He goes to all Japan. He goes to, you know, your your any sort of smaller Japan. He's sort of all over the place in the NWA. If he had done that, like there's basically 15 years of doing that. If he had done that in, in the modern day, basically 15 years of, of being everywhere and doing every single kind of match and having a famous last name and having the wrestling training, him debuting in WWF would be, would be a huge deal now. It would be like, wow, they got this guy off the circuit. Like, it, it's a huge well, Especially thing. like how underdog he is and the like. Absolutely. How much. Seems easy to like write a good story for this guy. But like how much being um genuine matters now right like obviously going back through everyone's twitter like lars sullivan was outed as being a racist through a old bodybuilding forum because someone dug up his old username and then somehow they found gay porn he did (laughs) do you know what i mean like that's the level of fucking digging that people do there was a girl in developmental who like one tweeted something i forget what it was but like one fucking racist tweet from like ten years ago. She's done. She's off. Is that the, the one that Seth Rollins sent his penis to? Yes. What was that? What would she say? Or was it like I am a Nazi? This is not. <sighs> yeah. A so it, it was. It is Nazi adjacent. I can't remember the. I can't oh. remember the. I can't remember the exact tie-in. They were like. It wasn't like. It, it wasn't like. Oh, you're fucking young. It's not like when college football right. players always have one tweet where like every white college football player has one tweet where they use the N word. Like at least <laughs> yeah. one. Lyrics. It's lyrics. They're growing up with these lyrics. Uh no, I, I I they they were basically whoever that woman was, they were like, You need to get fired and Seth is gonna have to marry the biggest star in our company on the female side to get this as far away as it possibly can. <laughs> I remember that too because people were like, and his dick isn't even that good. I'm like, Yeah, you the wrestling fan are critiquing <laughs> Seth Rollins' body, you fucking gargoyle. <laughs> you're a lump of shit with hair thrown at it, and you're criticizing Mr. CrossFit dick. He may be better than me at pro wrestling and getting women, but taking a photo of my own penis, I think <laughs> he still has a long way to go. Well, here's the thing about Seth Rollins is he's worked on his body so much that the penis doesn't have to be the only thing in the photo. Right. It, exactly correct. It's not all about the penis. It's also like here's the rest of this great package. Yeah. Unfortunately, you have to film it from below and just like bring it into the frame like a, like a monster. Oh. Yeah. It'd be the equipment. Me – Trying to sell my body would just be trying to sell headphones, and that would be the penis. Like, just buy these headphones. Versus <laughs> Seth Rollins, like, there's a whole fucking computer here, and they come with Beats headphones. <laughs> what is fucking juicy dick? Good for you, Seth Rollins. If there's one thing we can endorse on this podcast, send the whole body pic. Don't just send the dick. I have send, to agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. Send it like Instagram, where it's like you can flip through. Just, oh, send your dick, and then just go more on the way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a teaser. I, and I like there's it with, more. <laughs> I like it with a, an emoji over top of it first, and then sort of a tap to re, tap to reveal. So it's sort of like it's gamified <laughs> a little bit. I wonder if there was a day on Instagram where you could take a picture of your dick, post it, and promote it. And just like I'm putting a thousand dollars behind this. <laughs> I think that's what killed Fleets on Twitter. To be honest with you, <laughs> <laughs> what were Fleets? Oh, that was uh, 
Instagram stories for stories. Twitter. Brilliant. Well, this is Twitter is way too for like goths. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like everyone that's attractive that's recommended to me on Twitter is also sassy. It's like right. throwing well, only fans who's also like this guy's a fucking loser. Not to get too deep into the but it, it, the it, great the great closing of Tumblr is what began the like everyone's like oh Twitter's bad now. It's like they closed. You couldn't be just a ruthless pervert on Tumblr like you used to be able to, right? Got bought. I don't know. I don't know anything about this. Can you please? And I'm not judging Tumblr, you because we've no, literally talked about specific porn stars on this show. I am not making that up. Art. <laughs> sometimes well, with the episode, sometimes if it's a guy like this who wanted to be a marine biologist, daddy wouldn't let him, and then he just was good at something. Do you know what I mean? Like this is literally Absolutely. a whole portfolio. And you watch this match in 1997 with him and Eddie Guerrero. It's a short match. It's a squash match, of course. Watch that match with him and Eddie Guerrero. I mean, it's four, 24 years into wrestling. He is 43 years old, which at that point would be like having a, that match when you're 63 now. And he's very, very good. He never fucks anything up. Um, and he's just basically like a guy who was very good at his job, unheralded. Now he's here. He seems, uh, before, before I go into what happened to all of the Tumblr porn, he he yeah he People absolutely are skipping ahead by thirty seconds now. Just he like. absolutely seems like somebody who like he 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 both sort of has the complaints that he was never given what he needed to be to be a star, and also like didn't ever really. I don't get the impression he was impressed. Like he needed to be a star, right? Like this he is, yeah. This is what I like <laughs> about him is that he has every opportunity to be like. So we're the you know the second half of this episode we're going to talk about something that I think isn't even remember that's actually worse than the gobbledygooker that this dude does. But he could have totally been like, they misused me in WWF. I never got my shot. Fuck that fucking company. But he was like, no, I got a paycheck and I wanted to entertain children. I love children. I work with special needs children. So thank you very much. Like the Mr. JL. Like he reminds me a lot of Jerry Lynn where it's like very, very good wrestler. There's very little to sell him on as a character other than this guy's been fucking jobbed out like 10 years earlier this dude's 33 instead of 43 in 1997 he's one of the hottest wrestlers in ecw just because paulie can be like they never wanted him to be successful he's a fucking guerrero and then he just like hello i'm worried everyone here it's quite where are your coats is there a coat check i would hope there's a coat check i was in the bathroom filthy filthy smells also i talked the uh, custodian, the convenience stands to stocking salad because you all look a bit gaunt. You're overweight and <laughs> gaunt. How does that work? In the ECW arena, Hector Guerrero. Oh my uh, God! Hector in Guerrero. <laughs> Hector Guerrero is telling Balls Mahoney he should probably get his life together. Um. I gotta say, I, I had a discovery though from this is beyond the gobbledygooker, but Lasertron. NWA. That's what I wanted to fuck it. Oh man, we'll talk about Laser Tron in the second episode. But Pretend. tell us about porn now. Well, Tumblr used to be this place where like I'm gonna make it so would, you're the only person on the screen. People would oh, be wait. weirdo. People Damn would man. be like weirdo, almost like softcore porn fanatics. Like they would post gifts and shit. Um, I'm not good enough to, be, to make it you the only yeah. person on the screen. It used to be this place where like people would uh, blog daily about being huge perverts. And then smelt a doorknob uh, once again. Yeah. The best. Uh, it was a weird little. It was a weird little site where you you post pictures or you post little blurbs. Tumblr was like this little micro blog, sort of a micro blog, I guess what you would, you would call it, for lack of a better term. Okay. Uh, and then Yahoo or Verizon bought it, 
It was like no more nudity on the website, and uh, it, it that's why you don't know what it is anymore. It's basically like no was one was that? using it. it. No one was using, was using it for non perverted reasons. Uh, when did Tumblr get bought? Great question. Look it up. Because I would always see Tumblr links, but I would never like Tumblr right. links were something where it'd be like, "Hey, did you see the weather outside? Look outside my window," and someone would send me a Tumblr link, and I'm like, "I'm not fucking stupid." Yeah, like, I so know they, that's a guy it, sucking his own dick. It was around. It started in 2007, and it got bought by Yahoo in 2013. So about five, five, six years into its six thing. glorious porn years. Yeah. So then Tumblr ends, and then that's when you get sassy people, like basically that's, that's funny. When it's, yeah. Funny prostitute. Exactly. Well, that's when sort of Twitter then becomes like weepy and horny in a weird way, right? We're just like people who are just mm. like, I'm depressed and and I'm going to post photos of my ass. Sort of like that. that's what Tumblr was. And then there was nowhere to put that. So it became Twitter. Which is, I mean, for really, I guess that for, that's an inflection point if you're doing a different podcast, which I guess we are now of like almost like legitimize like it made sex work so that and OnlyFans made sex work so much more lucrative where it's like yeah. because obviously before that point you think of a sex worker and you just think of like a girl on the corner but then it's like for at least from my experience it's just like oh every OnlyFans girl is like just as funny as anyone else I know it's just they absolutely just, absolutely like, right yeah masturbate on camera <sighs> And from my OnlyFans subscriptions, not much quality put behind it. It seems like they just are like, I got to go to the grocery store. I'll just jack off first in this <laughs> camera like yeah, that's, that's not real life feet away is. from me. And then you pay 10 bucks to see the other half. You're like, that's not real life. What is Dylan? I'm going to go to the grocery store. I better jack off first. That's <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That is years of my life. I guess for me, the whole experience, if I would make it OnlyFans, it'd be like, I'm already late for work. Time to beat off. <laughs> I, I tell you, my OnlyFans. And then stopping would, halfway through, look at my watch, completely going out of it. Like, God damn it. <laughs> Just yeah, I would say my the best way that I would be able to do an OnlyFans would be, it would have to be like the junk food that I eat that my wife doesn't know about when I get sent to, I get sent to go do something. <laughs> <laughs> like quick live show, <laughs> me ordering, eating, and then and then finding a place to throw the garbage out. That's sort of that's the that's that's as, as exclusive because I feel like there has to be a level of not danger, but like yeah. Um, if this if someone you know copies this and puts it to the non-paying people, then you know it's it, it could get me in trouble. Is sort of the of lure of it. So I would need to be those are, those are the stakes that I'm going. Why don't you just tell me? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> obviously, obviously, it's not okay to talk about him now, but uh, that happens in an episode. Of, have you seen the episode of Lucky Louie? The Louis hey, everybody, just account? a quick break. <laughs> no. Whoa! His wife to finds thank out you guys for donating exactly to Patreon. If you go on to patreoncom backslash like, review, you you we have many, many like, options such as brand married, new, we have untouched you can episodes. So far, okay. we've recorded like, right. episodes about Chris Benoit, Jimmy Snuka. We took a break from evil people and talked about one man gang and for me really it's fun like people like that that's that for five bucks a month you get access to a whole oh, what do you want to eat for dinner of just 40 oats. i'm just guessing 40 extra episodes so, including you know I mean? some watch alongs yeah. yeah. of yeah. Yeah. best. we've done a lot of fun stuff Absolutely. we're upping yeah. our peak banging and now banging and, uh, no banging from me. thank you, you so much guys, 10 bucks gets you access to the video if you want to see what two ugly people look like break and we'll be back with Sleep with I'm me. Honestly, one of Twenty my and twenty-five. This is the best thing about NWA is that they which did wrestler you want us to review? Thanks so much for listening again. That's how bad. We love you. Lay down on a bed of roses. Great. Yes, I did. So remove more all after the break.
We're back from a break where we talked about cheeseburgers. Yep. Now, let's let's dive in, shall we, to the single greatest character. And once again, anyone who's like a Dave Meltzer disciple, which I do genuinely think every a lot of people turned on Diamond Dave, but like if you do a wrestling podcast, if you listen to a wrestling podcast like this one where we don't even have to explain the terms heel or babyface. We can just start talking about the finer points of Danhausen, and you understand what we're talking about. Then you're a child of Dave Meltzer. And no one would like this character, but Hector Guerrero loved it. Lasertron. What was the tagline for Lasertron? Because this isn't in the research, but I watched a match. What's the tagline? Oh, God, I, I, I don't even know. The Defender of Children. Oh, I love that. I love Means they had what was the pet what was the weird pedo character they had in WCW? <laughs> Fuck, what a who weird, was it? What a weird fucking man, Lasertron looks amazing, I'll say. Lasertron looks better than remember the WWF had just had the like the He's the karate tortoise. Yeah, and there was the Max Moon is like a is much worse than Lasertron. Which I think it was Conan, right? Well, this is the funny thing where it's like, you think about cartoon characters in professional wrestling, and you think about, like, the 80s and 90s versions of that. Like, if every cartoon character in the 80s and 90s would have been what TNA did with Suicide, where they were like, okay, we need to get the most, or Prince Puma in Lucha Underground. Where <laughs> I like, love okay. TNA thinking, we, we need we need kid-friendly superhero. What about Suicide? It's <laughs> crazy. Kids will look that up, and they'll... <laughs> How about molested? That's the Seriously. guy's name. But it's... <laughs> Suicide comes out. And was it a kid... Was it supposed to be a kid-friendly that... Well, it's like he's got the mask. He was... He was... Uh, he just suicide. looked like Deadpool, but shitty. Suicide is uh, your created player. He was Christopher player. Daniels, and then he, he was someone else, right? TJP. Uh, he is... But yeah, Suicide's origin is he's the created, he's the created wrestler in TNA's video game. The worst fucking wrestling video game. Did you ever play that game? No, I did not. I, I You I, couldn't do submissions. And the best two characters in the game were Kurt Angle and Samoa Joe. So you couldn't... <laughs> like, it's crazy. It's like... So TNA. It was like having Bret Hart be the best player in a WWF game and you can't do the sharpshooter. We are like, what the Amazing. fuck is this? I guess Royal Rumble 93 was exactly like that. But that is the worst video game I've ever played. Amazing. Uh, you mentioned before the break about how uh, NWA did all these stupid stuff, and it's like it's it's you really importantly do remember that like NWA sort of grows up into WCW, so like they they everything that everything that WCW sort of uh, like imagine WCW with less oversight somehow. That's what some of these NWA promotions were. It was like do whatever, do something really dumb. We would love that for you. <laughs> do because this is the thing. It's like if they're pulling in two different ways, right? They're pulling in two different ways because it's like 1989 is so interesting because that's where you get, of course, the um, I'm trying to. Oh, this is like wrestling headlines. Like they're talking about old WCW. I'm trying to talk about there was one guy who I forget. Our listeners will know and I'll hate myself afterwards when I remember his name. Anyway, but you're going to pulling in like that old school NWA way where it's like Ric Flair and Steamboat having those hour long matches. And then right immediately after that, the Terry Funk feud where Terry Funk comes out of retirement and like an amazing thing. And a lot of people thought, well, that's what was going to happen with the hangman thing. When they had the three judges, one of them will attack him after the match. Easy right. shit. Like 
You could almost do the exact same angle that Flair and Funk did, and people would love it. Be like, oh, it's a callback to Flair and Funk. But, like, great angle if you haven't seen it. He shows up, and he's like, you're the greatest champion of all time. Terry Funk says, no, I am. Pile driver. Great. Anyway. Awesome. And then you have Lasertron, protector of the children. From who? Which implies that every opponent it's right. <laughs> that he has is trying to, like, hurt kids. Like, imagine if just, like, he's against fucking Rick Steiner. Rick Steiner just comes up with some fucking bruised up kids. Like, Lasertron's gonna... And then sometimes you'd have to be like, you know, Lasertron isn't working out. I guess we're gonna have to hurt these kids. Yeah. We gotta the get match or their lives, Lasertron. <laughs> like, uh. we, we gotta sit over as a heel. He's gonna powerbomb some of these fucking kids. He's gonna have to hurt a couple kids. <laughs> that's, that's what <laughs> life as a Guerrero is, though. Yeah, that seems totally normal to you. You're like, yeah, hurt the kids and then I'll come out. Oh my god, what the fuck was he? I'm trying to, because at NWA you just get like people accusing Easy Eve of being a pedophile if you Google NWA pedo character. <laughs> Which is what I'm trying to. <laughs> Please anyway. refine those terms. <laughs> it's not even close to. You need <laughs> but a lot what, more. What was, uh, he, was, he was based on the Transformers, which if you look at his outfit, it's just like the shittiest alien outfit. It, yeah, it looks like what if it's, it's sort of like skinny Shrek dressed as a Power Ranger. And then his tag team partner, because Hector Guerrero, not the best of promos, is Jimmy Valiant. Now, I don't know if, I don't know if you know much about the boogie woogie man, Jimmy Valiant. Yeah. But his character was he loved to buy prostitutes. Yeah. So you have the protector so, uh, of the children <laughs> and the man who fucking loves paying for sex. I think I pay for sex. Keep your friends close and enemies closer, I think is what that is. For, <laughs> like, if I'm going to protect kids, I got to go right beside this guy at all times. <laughs> Just surrounded by prostitutes. <laughs> I, I love paying for sex. If I don't pay for sex, I call them amateurs. I only have sex with professionals. All right? <laughs> and I like reading. I'll teach you to read. <laughs> now that's a fucking character right there. And I think phys ed is an important part of learning. All right. <laughs> yeah. And I won't be in phys ed class because you guessed it. I'll be getting rubbed and tugged. <laughs> and then he just goes on to tell you where in the area are good and bad rubbing tugs <laughs> i invented google i was attempting to aggregate which are the best rubbing tugs and i just fucked up can i ask you a personal question dylan you can ask me any question you ever been to a rub and tug in your life no me either man and it, it seems like thing i should have done when i was in my 20s in toronto because I, I had a friend who had done it and was like you got it you got to do it it's like very relaxed dad Never went to a rub and tug. <laughs> he could have, could have, but didn't. It rough had a had one of those underground maps where to find him, and it was right near my house. And I was like, mm, no See, one would have to know. See, this is the know. thing: is that I think we know too many people who probably have. Mm-hmm. So there was a chance that afterwards you'd be like, "Do you know Steve?" And I'd be like, "Oh yeah, <laughs> like, I jacked him off." He's bad at it. <laughs> He's much better at being jacked off than you. <laughs> Tough scene. Uh, interesting. I'm, I'm sure some of the listeners can share some stories sometimes that they have. Oh, RTs? Yeah, of course. The uh, one of our guy, we'll call him, we formerly known as Doug Pumpkin, but now known as Rob Mayu. His wife was a receptionist at Rub and Tug. Uh, and Corey Maggetti, former NBA basketball player, used to come in there. Also, a guy who could take a Seth Rollins picture of his dick. Yeah. A lot of sex work. Uh, more sex work than I expected, I guess, in this episode. But it's Hector, it's Hector Guerrero's fault. <laughs> See, 
you complain you complain about wrestlers being scumbags and then when they're not it's like i guess i just have to talk about <laughs> I, it's on it's on me i don't know <laughs> i felt well, the pressure I guess, I guess i just have to say links to <laughs> pornhub comments i've left under various aliases <laughs> i do feel the pressure to pick up the slack for hector guerrero because uh, not to jump around a little bit but Dude, we, um, I talked about gobbledygooker immediately once we started recording. The great research says that I could – there's no dirt on him. However, he did say in an interview that he has skeletons. And I feel like that means one of two things, right? It, on one hand, it's like think of all the terrible things that have not gotten covered up in wrestling. How terrible must it be that they did cover it up? Or he's like the kid who's never had sex who's at camp talking about how he's had sex before. It's like, I've felt breasts. <laughs> they feel like bags of sand. <laughs> his, his, his skeleton in the closet is like, I once stole out of dad's wallet to give to church. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. Like, I'll tell you, skeleton. One time um, they gave me onion rings and fries at McDonald's and uh, they don't even have onion rings at McDonald's and I didn't tell anybody. <laughs> Those must, must have been from that guy's lunch. I've been carrying home. that with me for decades. Feels good feels to so repent. Good. Or also, it's just like stuff Eddie has told him. Right. Because I don't know if you know um, the story of Eddie and Vicky Guerrero, their first date. So here's who Hector Guerrero is. Wants to work with children. Marine biologist. Trumpet. You can easily say this. A man who has lived life. He's 64 years old. 67 years old. He's lived life. He's tasted everything life has to offer. He's a man of varied wants. Right? Eddie Guerrero... Um, his first date with his, uh, of course, widow, um, he saw her. And the thing is, they arrived at a, at the club. Um, she saw him. She knew what he looked like. He thought she didn't see him. So what she saw is, and she, she still married this man. Keep this in mind. She saw him look at her. Then he did a complete lap of the club to see if there were any more attractive women. Then he decided there's not. Yep. So he went on the date. Hey, not bad. That's, one of the, that's like, and, and he's related to a guy who, if like, you know what I mean? He would have just like talked about how much he loves Pumas so much or something that Vicky would have been like, <laughs> I mean, the shoes? No, the animal, quite majestic. And you're like, can I leave? You can do anything you want. <laughs> yeah, I you consent to having this dinner with me? <laughs> yes. I, I tell you, I, sorry. I would never I put you in a situation that made you feel uncomfortable. <laughs> Are you sure you're a Guerrero? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm sure that the Skeletonson's closet is just stuff his dad told him. Yeah. I'm sure Here's the thing true. that really turns 14-year-olds on. La, 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 la. <laughs> he just has to <laughs> repent for all the things he's heard. Once again, yes. all, and this is from, um, uh, what do you call him? Asperger's Mr. Dave Meltzer himself. A lot of the lure for professional wrestlers in the 70s and 80s essentially was the chance to meet young girls, which is terrifying. It's essentially sure. just like one of the worst things that's ever went in these years. Um, and Hector Guerrero seemingly is just trying to, I don't know. He's trying to give, he's, he just has trying to give out library cards to encourage reading after his matches. But as a heel, he's like, no, I tell them to read the books that are bad. <laughs> read that book it's boring yeah he's he, he reads books that are banned so that kids can get a more well-rounded shape on what the society's actually like <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly That'll how about this him. how about this for a bad guy character how about this 
I uh, like a little bit too much tuna in my <laughs> salad. That right. Over time, that could result in mercury poisoning. <laughs> Evil guy. I don't even check what type of tuna it is. I don't make sure it's skipjack before I eat it. I am evil. Uh, gobbledygook. Err. Here's the whole story. Hector had been trying to contact the WWF for some time. Eventually got Pat Patterson's number. Pat Patterson was extremely angry. He'd just gotten that number and told him to fuck off. Hector vowed never to work for the WWF. But then the WWF began trying to contact him over and over. Why? Because Hector, of course, has the... Basically, every other person who gets a gimmick like I'm protecting the children is pissed. Hector Guerrero is like, no, it's great. I'd love to just do something specifically entertaining children. And he wanted to um, he he wanted to work in like the part of the Lasertron gimmick was him wanting to do like assemblies mm-hmm. and like give advice to children. And he wanted to do this as the gobbledygooker, because obviously, if you look at the production value of WWF, it's like. It's it's crazy that Eric Bischoff was the first person to be like, why don't we light this and get cameras? And then Ted Turner was like, this guy's a fucking film it. <laughs> My God. We were just using the talent's dads to film it mostly, but <laughs> getting cameramen and microphones is one of the most ingenious things I've ever heard. Brilliant. So Bruce Richard uh, said that they knew Hector was looking for a job, and the long-term idea would have been to him – uh, he could work an opening match and then basically entertain the gooker, entertain as the gooker, which I'm not going to say again, the gobbledygooker, because you can't just say the gooker. Step one seems bad. <laughs> Step one is bad. Okay, but we need to have a slur in the name. Um, <laughs> why don't we just call him Fun Fun Chicken Man? No, I have a list of slurs that I want to weave into this name. Um, <laughs> He wanted to entertain his Googer afterwards and during breaks in the cards, which makes sense. You know, you're setting up for the next match, whatever. Then you have the gobbledygooker, and I don't know, people just <laughs> beat the shit out of him. <laughs> I don't know. But he the, he wanted to have a mascot, which makes sense. It's fake sports. You have a mascot, and he would be a mascot for the Survivor Series. And now I don't know why specifically Hector Guerrero, other than, like, he's really a really good move. He's, like, really, obviously, a good wrestler but with no personality, so you can just stick him in the suit and you know he'll move well. And apparently the thing I didn't know was, if you watch that, me and Gene start dancing with him. And, uh, of course, this is covered up audio now, but they were booing him so loudly, me and Gene called an audible and just started dancing with him to try and get it over. <laughs> I do love like the idea crazy. that, like, people... It, it seems to it seems to have all the trappings of... Uh, Vince has an idea and then forgets that he already had an idea for something and comes up with another idea for it. And the people in the room are like, he, he has to do both of these things. And, and everyone's afraid to get the clarity on which one of the two things they want him to be. Is, it a, is he a mascot or is he a wrestler early in the show? Because uh, Vince came in one day. He's like, we're going to hire this guy and he's not going to wrestle? <laughs> like, what are we doing? We can get a mascot anywhere. <laughs> so they like completely build him out to be the hire a wrestler to do it. And then uh, – the day comes where they're going to debut him. He's like, no, he's just a dancing chicken. It's like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> but think about this. So think about, like, the other foible, which would be, like, I would say, around this time, you think of the Shockmaster. And it's so much evident of WWF versus WCW that the Shockmaster was a main event feud that a dude in a Stormtrooper's helmet that they put sparkles on and he trips and falls. And the gimmick's dumb, plus him falling is, like, 
all-out calamity, right? Yeah. And then you think about what the gobbledygooker is, which is SummerSlam 1990, and I'm looking at it, and it's like one of the most memorable cards of all time because you get the debut of The Undertaker on this card. You know? Incredible. Incredible. Yeah. The gobbledygooker, which is like just like a weird – and everyone focuses on the gobbledygooker. is like, does that even fucking matter? Like, who gives a shit? You got the Warriors. The opening match is the Ultimate Warrior teaming up with Legion of Doom and Carrie Von Eric. Um, and obviously you're, you're nearing like the tail end of the Heenan family. Like it's an absolutely stacked card and they get a gobbledygooker versus this happens in WCW and it's, here's, here's a main eventer. It's tugboat and a fucking, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's just so absolutely. indicative of like how well these companies, Vince McMahon set up all this shit where it's like, okay, this low level thing failed. Everyone focuses on it so much, but the thing goes perfectly. He hatches out of the egg. What's the gobbledygooker? Blah, blah, blah. He runs down the aisle. The gooker's going nuts. Everyone's booing, but they make a point. Gorilla Monsoon goes, this is going great. Which is so <laughs> funny to me. This is good. You like this. <laughs> I love the idea that they... Guerrero blames it on the New York crowd as if if they had done this anywhere else in the world, <laughs> this was foolproof. <laughs> well, New York is like weird because they like wrestling, but they, they're more of an inside crowd. And Of course, yeah. And it's so funny because wrestling fans were so much meaner back then. I don't know when wrestling fans became all like nice theater crowd types people, but like if this happens then – then the next week, Hector Guerrero can come out and always no gimmicks needed to Hector Guerrero and, like, get a couple shots at the TNT title. Right. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what yeah, I mean? No, but, but, or, if it, or if it happened now, like, uh, the Gooker would be ironically over, right? People would – there'd be a section that would be like, no, actually, we loved the, when when he came out. It was it was actually good. People would People would take that opposite thing and be like, I hope they go further with this and make it more embarrassing. Well, and also another thing about WWF is, like, they obviously not in every single way Vince McMahon laughing at himself, but in this specific thing, he's gotten a lot of uh, longevity out of it because he always brings the gobbledygooker back. Like, right. Look at this fucking stupid thing we did. Like I get, I don't know. I haven't watched the fucking product or whatever, but I guarantee that gobbledygooker's been the twenty four seven champion. Yes. At some point, like <laughs> why not? He's fucking. He pinned Bo Dallas at some point. Like who cares? That is that is a. I don't know if you want to say that's a. I hand it to him or if, if or what it is, but it's very indicative of sort of how it works there. It was like the, the, the great failure of the gobbledygooker ends up being more memorable than the best case scenario had it gone well. And it makes sense where it's like, and that's something that a lot of, a lot of companies can do. Like what shitty thing has AEW done? I guess the dark order was a shitty thing that now they're baby faces. So no one cares, but this is the other thing I always harp on is that like wrestling needs to take chances like this to be dumb. Yeah. Because you never know for every seven gobbledygookers and turbo lasers, which is like, you can't tell what's going to work. Now, people, a lot of wrestling is just being like dumb now, you know, yes. kind of purposely dumb. Um, like the Serpentico went viral a million years ago for the fucking um, spell that he put on the guy. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> right. Or Dan Housen is a character. Yeah, And then you think about how much easier it is to debut, like I was talking about. Like, Dan Housen can come out. He's done all the work for you. Congratulations, yeah. right? And on Twitter, this guy started a feud with the gun club. You're, you, you, you have a feud. Everyone knows about the feud already. Versus here, it's like, we're fucking hatching this thing. And then <laughs> if this was now, it'd be like, people would know it. They're going to fucking hatch a goddamn turkey. So they'd have their, like, 
time to get their mind around it and almost like prepare for it and react how they want to instead of like, oh, that's going to be Ric Flair. No, it's a fucking fast food mascot almost. Yeah. And and now you would get people be like, well, it's 90 days. It's 90 day releases and up. So it's probably not going to be. <laughs> yeah, that's I hate that. I, I, I know the people that get I absolutely hate that. If I have to remember contract status for release it's not not what i'm here especially to do especially like since we're both sports fans so we have to know contract status for Certainly. wrestling and then cap math <laughs> yes do you know what i mean like if you're a, a basketball fan specifically there's websites you can go to where it's like yeah just you know some dumb guy will be like what about james harden for pascal siakam and you can be like <laughs> okay well we'd have to give them these four guys too they'd be like no just james for pascal and you're like well the cap and then you have a stroke because you realize even you could know how to garden but instead you know about the cap yeah <laughs> and you have to be super you, you idiot you fucking moron obviously they can't those <laughs> don't <laughs> you have to <laughs> treat them like shit for having a family before you have to be within 10 percent. you fucking idiot also if uh you're gonna become a dad soon it happens pretty quick where you're like you say something and then some single person scoffs at you and then you have to resist the urge to be like i'm raising a fucking human being you dog fucker like yeah. <laughs> enjoy watching some shows because you're bored yeah <laughs> what do i do i don't know man die <laughs> kill yourself <laughs> like, I don't know. yeah i don't know i don't know leave no legacy i guess it's what you're <laughs> exactly don't leave champions on this earth leave losers be forgotten there you go be, for- be forgotten. <laughs> That's a- you're gonna be forgotten my son will reign a thousand years of blood um, <laughs> a thousand years. He's gonna be a con anyway. Uh, yeah, I mean, then you're all just going to assume that the Chris. world will collapse after you die. My son will guarantee that the world <laughs> collapses after I die. Oh, buddy, rule with an iron fist. We <laughs> first month, first two months, I had to do night feeds, and I just watched Vikings, and I was like, "See, that's why you do it. Take the skull. <laughs> Take the skull. You beat someone up on the playground. Take a lock of their hair." <laughs> like a lock of their hair and then we're like did you bully my son we're like is this his hair then i think i did and then you beat up their dad or mom whatever it's an adult yeah whatever it's 2022 it's 2022 kids can assault adults anyway then he goes to now this is something i didn't get to watch that i would have loved to uh hector guerrero in smoky mountain wrestling must have been like suck my own thumb i'm a baby again just fuck me with wrestling because that was just like <laughs> A fucking Confederate flag man <laughs> against, against a uh, Mexican man, and he's just well, like, "Well, yeah." The, do you know what the best sort of... part of uh, <laughs> libraries is? Is that you can also rent uh, educational VHS, and then everyone's like, "Boo, fuck you!" It does call to mind that, like, uh, and then the Conan Max Moon thing brought it to me. It's like in this era where they're like, "How are we ever going to get a Mexican to get cheered?" It's like put him in a mask, say he defends. Like he has to literally defend children and cannot speak before these crowds will even give him a word in edgewise. It's crazy, man. Um, anyway, uh, Hector Gro did com- uh, appear in ECW in 1995. He challenged Two Cold Scorpio for the ECW TV title, which is something I like that AEW does. It's just like this guy's gonna fucking have a couple matches. Good for him. Um, and yeah, just basically he work- becomes an independent wrestler, which is what they call territory wrestlers in the 90s. And uh, works a couple years in WCW, but did not like the way he was treated, even though, I mean, certainly 
mean, he got to play Laser Tr- Lasertron again. What's not what's not to like there? That's crazy that they brought back Lasertron, but who cares? Um, <laughs> they bring back Lasertron. Also, uh, if you just want to see the disrespect, and a lot of people are big Bobby Heenan fans. I'm a big Bobby Heenan fan. I think everyone is like great, but like just the disrespect Bobby Heenan would show for any Luchador uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> was like. Him, it's like Hector Guerrero versus Hector Garza on a Saturday night episode, and Mike Tanay finishes talking about like both of their, you know, their records, and then Bobby Heenan goes, "I think Hector's gonna win," and then Tony Schiavone, who only recently isn't like this because he stated like basically he's like doesn't like luchadors, he doesn't like the style, um, is just going along with it, and they just fucking bury both these guys for four minutes, and they're like, "I guess someone won. Who gives a fuck?" Um, which is crazy, like. And then what was the, there was like a, wasn't there like a, there was a luchador hardcore match in like 1999 where a dude literally did like a suicide tope into a chair shot and they were like, whoa, I guess he's dead. Ha ha ha. Yeah. Like, talked about how tight Hulk Hogan's pants were and how cool that is. He's really showcasing his boner. That's, that's something that happened. Anyway, and uh, TNA wrestling, um, he becomes the creator. He, for a short time, joins LAX as their on-screen advisor and then everyone in TNA has to learn that Hector Guerrero is not Chavo Classic. Chavo Classic, by the way, that is one of the best names in professional wrestling. Uh, he also he gets an award for achievement in the sport of professional wrestling for, by TNA in the Hispanic uh, Legacy Foundation, which is amazing. Yeah, Probably the moment was... that yeah. meant more to him than anything else. was like, yay, <laughs> I can put on the mantle. What a great man. What a nice guy. He reminds me of wrestlers now. Yeah. Where it's like, this is an actively good man who just is a professional wrestler as well. But the thing about wrestling is you need psychos. Like you need a guy like the example I use modern day is CM Punk. Like CM Punk at 36 genuinely believed he could just win a fight in the UFC. (laughs) Like, do you know what I mean? Like this guy who could barely do a flip was like, yeah, I could probably beat up Tyron Woodley. (laughs) <laughs> do you know what i mean and then yeah. like even after that i don't know if you saw this even after he's in wrestling training and ben Askren literally just stone cold stunners him who ben Askren himself sucks <laughs> like he was like i'll still be good at this <laughs> do you know what i mean like you need Absolutely. guys like that who genuinely believe it's like i would always hear about road warrior hawk like man he was fucking hard to deal with in bars it's like yeah it must be hard when you're just a guy who worked a 12-hour shift and then a guy on coke wants to beat you <laughs> yeah. up all he does is coke and work out <laughs> all he does is coke and steroids he's just ripping lines bleeding from every part of his body and you're just like i want to go home to my wife i've just had too many jalapeno boppers and then he just smokes you in the back of the head and he goes another win at the bar for hawk <laughs> uh, this counts as a fight when you knew it was about to happen he says that over your unconscious body while you just have a popper just barely touching your lips uh, um, he started his uh, pro wrestling consulting company um, which basically I thought well I thought of this so it sounds like bullshit maybe it is but I always thought it'd be nice if you as a stand up there was a Almost exactly like coaches. You just send them your tape and you're like, okay, I'll send you, send me five tapes of you just don't, not the ones you think, whatever, tape five sets, show me them, do new stuff, do old stuff, and then send me them and then I'll look at it and be like, okay, here's what I think you can improve. Also, if it's something you like about yourself, whatever, just getting new eyes on it. Um, anyway. So and Foster do that? 
Glenn Foster nice. does it, but like Glenn Foster, <laughs> Glenn Foster gave me some of the worst advice. He's like, you have the greatest showcase set I've ever seen. I'm like, I've been showcasing for 15 years. No one from TV wants me on TV. He's like, no, it's good. Like, thanks, man. If it was the 80s and they didn't give these goddamn, and then he, and then I blacked out because of the same. Um, <laughs> Let me guess, there was a woman on the bill. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and no, and I guess you just couldn't fuck her. I love the 80s. They understood their body was your body. And then I blacked out again because, um, check this out. How do you, what do you think some notes about Hector Guerrero's personal life are before we close up and we get our best and worst here? I have to, I have to assume, uh, that he married the first woman he ever loved. Sort of the only. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. What's her name? What's the cutest name you can think of? God, I don't even, Rose? Is it like a Penny? penny. Oh, even Lucky Penny. Penny Guerrero. <laughs> that's, that's adorable. <laughs> that is fucked up. That's fucked up how nice that is. She would have the same. PE teacher, I'm sure everyone. Uh, in that class, learn that no matter what your body looks like, it's good to look like it. Everybody's and uh, he still works in physical ed- education and a special needs center. Ladies and gentlemen, Incredible. I would like to pose that to you. I didn't let John Hastings talk about this because he's not a good enough person to talk about Hector Guerrero. <laughs> I had to import another soon-to-be father who understands yeah. life. Yeah, the value of, of, the, of the whole family, of, of being a complete family. I don't know. I'm trying to think of a person who's as nice as Hector Guerrero. The only thing is I, ho, Molly Holly. Molly Holly, right. when we did an episode, she jumps out as like, what a lovely person she is. Um, of course, if you listen to that episode, you'll understand that she has some self-destructive relationship uh, issues. Um, that makes that a lot more fun to talk about than Hector Guerrero, who is a man who also, and I think about people like this, who just was like, sure. Yeah. Bastion Booger was like that, too. Bastion Booger, we talked about him recently. Whatever you said to him, he'd be like, yeah, okay. <laughs> a lot of the guys who are just, like, pretty affable wrestlers are all gym teachers. Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> Thank you for gonna, the money. We're, we, have our, uh, we have our big project. Can we play soccer, baseball? Yeah, fine. Like, I guarantee <laughs> that's what... As long as you're running around and having fun, that's what Fizz Ed's all about. <laughs> Everyone in the class high fives at once. <laughs> We're going to play basketball unless you don't want to do that, in which case, free play. Hooray! <laughs> I, th- I feel like Penny Guerrero would ha- would have the same catchphrase as Vicky, only she would say it politely, right? She's like, uh, excuse, excuse me. me. Excuse me. <laughs> no, here's here's Penny Guerrero coming out on Impact. Excuse me, I made everyone treats. And then you look under <laughs> your thing and you got one brownie and a tinfoil. And you're like, and that's really good. And she's like, use spinach. Yeah, it's like a list of uh, allergy, possible allergy fits on the side of it. No flour. <laughs> yeah, ahead of time she knew about people with nut allergies. No flour, no gluten, no nuts. And then you see Hector Guerrero... Uh, a shoot interview where he's like the worst thing that's ever happened. It's like, oh my god, what happened? I used whole wheat flour and some brownies. <laughs> <laughs> and then he puts a gun in his mouth. Yeah, I thought Penny was gonna leave me forever. <laughs> <laughs> There's one bullet in it, and he just keeps <laughs> pulling the trigger. I don't deserve to be on this earth. <laughs> and then his brother Chavo comes in. He's like, let me tell you a story. About a little guy I uh, planted evidence on named Ted Bundy. <laughs> <laughs> he gets all the credit. Chavo gets all the fun. <laughs> What's 
what's your best thing about Hector Guerrero? Lasertron, man. The fact I think mm. not just Lasertron, but that he brings Lasertron back after his like in WCW, right? Like I like he, that. I like the idea that it's 1997. He's like, I gotta leave WCW. They won't let me be fucking Lasertron anymore. <laughs> you know, like, All right, man. You get three matches. One of them against literally Eddie Guerrero. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I like it because because they bring him in, right? They bring him in uh, to try to talk some sense into Eddie, like you said. I and love he, that. They have, shit. This, they have the squash match. And it's like, well, that could be the end of him here. But he fights tooth and nail for three more Lasertron matches, and he gets it. <laughs> that's so beautiful. All these years later, 20 years later, he's like, I still Just have in to... Bischoff's office as soon as he gets to work? Lasertron, how did you get in here? I broke in. I climbed in the windows, and I broke in. Uh, also, the story of that match, if you guys wanted, such a small squash match, but so evident of, like, the holistic... Is that the right word? The approach this family takes to wrestling, which is oh, yes. they're completely even, and then the inference is Eddie cheats and wins. So it's like they're completely even. Eddie is a bad guy now, so he wins. But oddly, it's like the story is also that like that character change makes him a better wrestler. Right. Which is Beautiful. so like me reading too much into a four-minute clip, but it's just like when you see Hector move, you look up. He's 43 years old. You just love every moment of the story, but it's like you love them because of I don't know. I, I just like people who are like fail or life doesn't let them get what they want, but they're still like fine. And there's right. so many examples of people in wrestling who fucking cling on. The oh, Hector Guerrero, and I mean this in the best way possible, has almost the exact same career trajectory as like one of the divas from the mid 2000s where they're like, Oh, this is over. That's fine. I'll just be a fitness influencer or start a new career instead of just like, no, my name's Lance Cade. I'm going to fucking die. Obviously yeah. Mr. Cade. Sorry. But like, there's so many wrestlers who just fucking cling. It's like, no man, just take the hint, like wrestle on weekends. It's fine. Yeah. You don't need to constantly be going to like comic cons and, and, and I still, I'm still grinding. Sleep on our couch. Like, or you could just work for the post office and you could like work as much because they give you weekends, man. <laughs> You're only really going to work on Fridays and Saturdays. Why don't you just drive a bit? I think it's, is it Snitsky? Or Mike, no, Mike Knox is like that. Mike Knox also is like, yeah, my wife just told me no more drives over four hours. And I was like, I don't even like them anyway. I like being home with you. And then he, oh. he wins the Hector Guerrero title. Yeah, I like that. I guess we'll <laughs> I guess we'll have to start a meter of from Hector Guerrero to Buck Zumoff. What type of wrestler was this? <laughs> um, anyway, my favorite thing about Hector Guerrero, I think he was very underrated in the ring, but he was overshadowed by his family because not only were they all good in the ring, but also like amazing on the mic. And every family has people like this, and I think it's weird to look at the Guerrero family as a whole, but it's like I think they're as a whole better than the Hart family, even though I think the Hart family, if you're gonna make a you know, if you're going to make a Mount Rushmore, certainly I think it goes some order of Brett, Eddie, Owen, and Chavo. Classic. Right. So, anyway, um, what's the worst thing about Hector Guerrero, you think? Oh, boy. The trumpet. Boy, that guy cannot play trumpet to save his life. Probably the trumpet. <laughs> yeah. Maroon Biologist and trumpet. I mean, the fact that his dreams... <laughs> he would have just been, like, a really happy guy who got to do... He would have been a phys ed teacher who also got to talk about, like... They would have brought him in. That in science. Yeah, he would have two Yeah, they would have brought him in in science, and he would have been so excited. Yeah. Mr. Guerrero is going to do this course because he really likes the ocean. 
And then he comes gonna... in in his special shirt to talk about it. We're going to watch today. We're going to talk about you guessed it, <laughs> dolphins. He's wearing a huge dolphin on his shirt. They're not just in Miami. <laughs> They're no one laughs, mammals. and he's like, "Well, we're still going to learn." <laughs> Fuck you, Mister Guerrero. Oh, that's fine. Everyone expresses themselves in their own way. Uh, anyway, what do you have to plug? Uh, Wrestling Brain Wednesdays at 10 p.m. Eastern Time, immediately after. Uh, dynamite twitch.tv slash wrestling brain come join it live it's, it's most fun live you can listen to the podcast too but it's the most fun is to be there live twitch.tv backslash wrestling brain um, if you guys watch dynamite live and you want to talk about it fucking immediately these guys have very very good takes on dynamite as well they're not just people who have blind spots I know from being on the show. There's some people, and then and then you, your co-host Josh also has one of the greatest things, which is not like a blind spot, but just like on a people try and view it as if they're not just a fan. And Josh just being like, if Matt Hardy's on TV, then it was a good show, is one of my favorite. Things, <laughs> yeah. it's like he just likes like, clearly the worst part of the show, and it's like, yeah, man. I mean, sure. Yeah, he's he's the same way about CM Punk. CM Punk, it's always a ten, which I I respect. Uh, yeah, Josh has got the secret sauce. He's crazy. I love it. Josh got the secret um, sauce, but then old Zoobs comes in and he goes, you know what? You know what there wasn't enough of? Chris Jericho talking about what really happened on 9-11. Hey, look That's out! Good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> do, 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 January 6th was great. Break <laughs> the walls down of the Capitol. <laughs> so, uh, thank you very much for doing this. And, My pleasure. Um, Thank you very much for doing this, man. And uh, follow at the Zoobs on Twitter. Uh, you can get us on Patreon, patreon.com backslash wrestler review. There's going to be no chat this week, but um, we're going to post some stupid foods. We got our old chat where me and John talk about Braun Breaker, who is our new official best wrestler ever. The fact that this man is Rick and Scott Steiner as one person is just the possibilities are endless for what this guy says on a Twitch stream. And we are just ready. We are just fucking ready for Braun Breaker. Once he comes out with Scott Steiner and Scott Steiner, for some reason, they're like, why don't we give this guy a payday? And Vince is so crazy that he goes, sure. Scott Steiner (laughs) grabs the mic, starts talking, and then Braun Breaker grabs the mic back and says something even weirder. It's going to be the best fucking. It's going to be the best. Braun Breaker comes out as a gobbledygooker and just starts talking about states' rights in the Civil War. It's going to be good. (laughs) And there were there were slaves in Africa too. <laughs> Just cut his mic. The <laughs> Irish people are the same as cut his mic again. Yeah, I'll fucking go to the truck. I'll fucking say what I want. Anyway, and uh, wrestler review, and we'll be back next week. We're talking about Trish Stratus. Ooh, John's gonna be there for this one. John's salivating. His computer, his computer is gonna be useless because he's drooling so much over Trishy the dishy. Thank you very much. Be yourselves. Enjoy life. Bye bye.